Great. Uh, Pat, welcome to Lapai CISO Talks. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, I guess we'll, we'll start with a, a quick introduction in terms of um, your background. Uh, so Pat has been running cybersecurity companies for over 20 years, each one in a different aspect of cybersecurity and each one having a different route to market process that allowed it to grow successfully. Uh, he has extensive experience in both domestic and international sales, marketing, and operations with companies in the information security segment. Uh, during Pat's career, he's developed and implemented multiple global distribution st strategies that catapulted dozens of companies to record-breaking revenue growth and profitability. He also spearheaded the launch of new technologies in the marketplace and oversaw the integration of more than 15 acquisitions. And past background is mainly in revenue growth and strategic planning. Did I uh, cover all the bases there, Pat? <laughs> yeah, makes you sound great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, it was it was quite a a full CV uh, according to your your LinkedIn, uh, starting with. Um, with your first company back in the day, which kind of caught my attention because uh, I feel like I'm in the same position now here with Lapide, um, taking my first foray into the cybersecurity space as a as an account executive, actually. So um, I suppose the, the first question would really be, you know, how, how have you seen things change in the last 15 to 20 years of working in cybersecurity from company oh, to company? Wow. It's a great question, and so much has changed. If you go back 20 years ago, the way you approached prospects was one way. The whole cybersecurity kind of infrastructure in terms of the people you called on didn't exist. CISOs weren't a thing necessarily. You had CIOs or CTOs and people that may have rolled up under their, their organizations. You didn't have SOCs or SOC teams, right? It's that escalation of who your buyer is <laughs> has dramatically changed as as cybersecurity has become more and more and more important. So you've got different types of buyers. The way you approach these buyers has become different. You're not knocking on doors anymore. And it's not about, you know, a phone call to an office, you know, a desk phone anymore. It's, it's, you, you've got to be able to gain their attention through digital media because a CISO is asking somebody on their team to go research a particular technology. Uh, because they, they they believe it's relevant, and that person doesn't want to reach out and talk to a salesperson. They're not holding mm -hmm. on to a paper brochure anymore. I mean, so many things have changed in the way you engage with your buyers. Definitely, and uh, something that mm -hmm. we've noticed uh, a lot mm -hmm. recently is kind of the changing procurement process as well. Whereas you know, a few years back, it was maybe two or three or four decision makers uh, or stakeholders, as it were. Um, now it's somewhere in the range of 15 to 17 to get a sign off. Yeah, and the bigger the organization, the more people that are involved. And you have specialized teams that handle anything from malware teams to your your SAM or you know, who deals with your SAM, who deals with your SOX, you know, your SOAR. And so it's it's a broad organization and a lot of people touch a decision today, which kind of breaks some of the sales models of who's your financial buyer, who's your user buyer, right? Who's your technical buyer it's like wait a second there's a whole bunch of hands in this pie today definitely yeah obviously over the years you, you've seen it all and uh, you you've led the growth of, of 
uh, a lot of these companies and including planning and, and the strategy around those. Um, something our CEO uh, mm-hmm. likes to rant about a lot is um, I think he, he must have read Predictable Revenue by Aaron Ross, um, the Salesforce uh, employee guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's always talking to saying, you know, we need predictable, repeatable, scalable uh, business, you know, sales processes. Um, do, do you subscribe to this approach or, or implement some of these um, kind of thoughts in, in your approach? Oh, yeah. And I think that really is the the SaaS revolution is how do you get to predictability and revenue for a software company? And the old days when we were in the firewall business, we were selling our software on an appliance, you know, creating a an overall hardware software based firewall solution. And that was a perpetual sale plus maintenance, right? And mm-hmm. the only predictability was along the maintenance line, not on your your product line. Um right. and, you know, we started getting into you know web filtering, you know, web monitoring, which was a subscription service. So we started blending it then. But you know, 20 years ago, they were talking about predictability of revenue, and that's a, been a big a big stride that SaaS has been able to help with. The harder part of getting to predictable revenue for a lot of the early stage guys is just getting to revenue in the first place, right? It's the, the buyer now fully understands and embraces the operational purchase of a subscription. And they've been trained to do it starting from the antivirus days all the way through to now and many other aspects of their software, you know, technologies that they use. It's it's getting that engine running so that you can build that predictability of revenue, right? Do you understand what it takes to create revenue? What does it take to create appointment, which creates a discovery call, which creates a demonstration, a proof of concept, a quote, and a sale? Do you understand what it takes? And that's kind of people fall down at trying to figure out that math. But you really mm-hmm. need to understand. Yeah, I was reading about another book recently actually the the sales acceleration formula and it goes into that a lot especially the the relationship between the marketing and the sales process um and outbound versus inbound where you know if it's more outbound you're uh, you're looking to mm-hmm. if you if you were to imagine a funnel you're looking first at the fit and of of the company uh, or the ICP and then uh, narrowing down to the pain whereas the inbound you're you're gathering the pain uh, through you know the outbound the the, the marketing effort um, and then classifying or qualifying the fit uh, so yeah it's definitely various it's not, approaches it's not wrong yeah. right it's mm. where a lot of companies particularly in the early stage fail is they try to do everything right mm. so one of the things i always recommend is do your research don't prettify who you think you are get understand who you are today in what your MVP solution is, mm-hmm. and then what are the right verticals to focus on? Because you can't do them all, mm-hmm. right? What are the right use cases that you want to focus on? Because you can't do them all within those verticals. Who are your ICPs? Because you can't create enough content as an early stage company to make everybody happy. So you got to focus. You have to have a starting point, and then figure out whether your pricing methodology is relative to how the competition goes about it. Can you create a competitive advantage by simplifying the pricing? Is a lot of early stage guys make it super complicated. And then when there's a balance, right? And very rarely are people ringing the phone. Is it a total pull type sale and it's off the hook and all you can do is fill orders, right? You've got to create some form of market dynamic. And that's through getting in front of them eyeballs. And then you have to make sure that you're the content 
that you have is supportive so that you can move that person that the CISO said, hey, go look at this through the buying cycle and make it easy for them to engage with you. 